Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Trade Show University. I'm your host, Jim Serbak really excited that you're here today. This is important. This is important that you are here. And we're going to be talking about a topic that is affecting more and more companies. You've heard about it. And the topic is fishing. And what does it mean? And, and how dangerous actually is it? What do we have to do? And I am so, so pleased to have on my good friend, Brian Scott, who is the president and CIO of Cleartone Consulting. He's also a cybersecurity expert, an IT consultant, and he's a regular contributor to TSNN. So he he knows the industry and something that, especially about phishing, I know that when I sign up as an exhibitor or we, we put on a show, we start getting bombarded with emails. How are you doing, Brian? It's good to see you. <laughs> Yay, Jim, I'm back. It's great to be back. I love Trade show you. It's good to be back and to talk about something as exciting as fishing. Who doesn't want to talk about fishing, right? Yeah, too bad we're not talking about like fly fishing or something like right. that, but actually P H I S H I N G fishing. So, Brian, tell give us a little bit of uh, kind of a groundwork on what is fishing and then go into why should we, do we need to be on guard? Yeah. Well, I mean, you're right. A lot of emails transpire, right? With events, any kind of events yeah. going on, you're going, you know, know before, you know, what you're supposed to know before you go, just all of this stuff and exhibitors reaching out. It's, it's nonstop. So it's very, very easy for people to get tripped up and, and tricked. And, and of course, fishing is the number one vector for cyber crime today. You know, 91% of all compromises or start with phishing. I mean, it's, it is the wow. de facto go-to, right? You know, and it's because it's so easy. Uh, unfortunately, we're so gullible, you know, as a, as a people, and it's just so easy to do. And, you know, cr cyber criminals always take the path of least resistance. And so this is what's easy to do. And you know, here's a, just a terrifying stat in 2021, you know, with the full onset of, of the pandemic, Phishing attacks went up 300%. You know, that's from the FBI. Wow. Just crazy, right? So it's, you know, and there's they're making a lot of money. So where there's money to be had, they're going to keep it up. Yeah. And so it's very important. And unfortunately, a lot of organizations and a lot of, say, trade associa associations, you know, maybe they don't have the largest IT groups or, or budgets or whatever, or it's just a complex area, right? You know, but it's really something that you got to, you got to take care of because you can get hit and it can really affect your organization in a very serious way. Okay. For, for a company, for an organization, what are some best practices that they should be doing to protect themselves from phishing? Yeah, I, I, there's a lot of them, you know, and I, and if anyone really wants the whole set, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be happy to give it to them, but I'm going to hit a couple of highlights, at least of some of the important things. 
And of course, with everything, Jim, where does it start? It's got to start at the, you know, if the, if the CEO or the executive director or whatever doesn't take cybersecurity and the phishing risk seriously enough to talk about it, be the face of the company about this is a serious thing and we need to take this seriously, then no one's going to really follow with that. So it's got to start there. So that's a best practice for sure. Most organizations are aware about these these systems that can do phishing tests, you know, can test your people, can send out campaigns that are that are fake, but they're safe, right? Mm-hmm. But to test their knowledge of, of of being able to identify. And there's a lot of those systems out there. I'm a big fan of one called Know Before. It's the market leader in that space. They've got a great set of functionality. You can really do a lot of tricky things with it. So you should absolutely be using that. And but I find too often, often organizations, they'll say, oh, yeah, we use no before, you know, we send a phishing test, you know, once a quarter, you know, I'm like once a quarter, that's, <laughs> I get a wow. phishing email every single day, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, once a quarter is not nearly enough. So I think, you know, it, I think that it used to be once a month test is kind of a standard. I think that I see that moving to once every two weeks that these, or you should be testing your people continually to try to, you know, cause it's a safe way for them if they miss it. And they click on it, it really, they get some training and it mm-hmm. kind of brings it back to the forefront of their mind. So they're like, I got to be vigilant, right? You know, because this really does take a massive amount of vigilance with that. And those, so those, those products, they track people clicking, they track if you're entering credentials, you know, they, and they can track their, their performance over time. And so I'd say, get one of those products have even if it's your you know your msp vendor your your end your end user support vendor that's helping you out just get help with it and get it going and train your your group and the other best practice that i'd really uh, that i would add that i think is critically important another thing i see a lot of organizations do they say oh yeah 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 we're we're good with that we're doing testing and we send once a month and we're i was like well let me see your data let me see your your click through data you know mm-hmm. and you know, we've been doing it for 2 years and, you know, they started with a failure rate, maybe of 60% of their users and their users learned pretty well and pretty quickly when within, say, three months, we were down to, you know, 20%, which, by the way, is the national average, right? Oh, and they've been okay. at 20% for the last two years. No improvement. Twenty. So if you have 100 employees, 20 of them, every time a phishing mail comes into your email box, is probably going to click on that email, right? You know, and and so those are not oh. the kind of odds that I like to live with. Right? No, <laughs> that's way too much risk, you know, for me. And so that's the next best practice I'd say is, okay, you have the tool, but really use it and set an expectation with your company that, you know, set set a a a, 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 a an expectation that grows over time. So let's start with five percent. Let's get down as an let's commit as an organization to get below five percent. And once you've hit that, let's hit three percent, right? Let's mm. do it, and let's put some incentives behind that. Like you know, hey, if we can go three months under two percent, you know, everyone's going to get a whatever Starbucks card or whatever, you know, whatever it is. Sure. Right? Like, make, you know, gamify it a little bit, make it fun, have reward the people that have the longest history of not failing a test, right? Give them special mm. recognition, right? Because they're your they're your frontline human firewall people that are really protecting your company. So when the C, when the leadership brings it out in the open, talks about it, talks about your failure rate, talks, 
celebrates the people that are doing it well. And, you know, and maybe even go as far as if you have someone who's a continual clicker, they just really struggle to try to, you know, to figure out what a phishing email looks like. You probably have to to up the ante a little bit for them, you know, and there's lots of ways to do that too. And I won't go into all of them, but people have to understand that this is a fundamental responsibility that they now have. It's a duty they have as part of protecting the company. You know, you know, just like we have a duty not say or a responsibility, you know, not to, you know, leave our laptop, you know, somewhere and just lose it, you know, at the at the airport or something, or we have a responsibility, you know, those types of responsibilities not to to let company IP, you know, release through emails. This is another responsibility. We have to be diligent in this. And it is everybody's responsibility within the company. I mean, it really yeah. falls on everybody's shoulders. <laughs> So I've got a question. You, you said, you know, you want to get down, you know, obviously 20% is not acceptable. Does it take just one email or does it take like a series of emails for a predator to really get into someone's system? It really only takes one. And I'll wow. tell you what, what they're doing with this email. The, the main thing that they're trying to get is your credentials, right? Because it's difficult for someone on the outside of the organization to penetrate that organization, you know, to compromise them in some way, if they don't have a key to the door, right? You know, okay. they, can, they can stand on the outside and be knocking, you know, like, uh, you know, if you want to take that metaphor. But so what where phishing it, it comes in is they play on people's emotions, on the, a sense of urgency, and they, they get them to click somewhere and provide them their network or system credentials, their username and password. Now, once a, a hacker has that, it's like you've given them a key to the front door and they come in. Now you, people can say, well, you know, what about MFA? That certainly helps a lot. But, but I found almost every organization that I talk to says, oh, we have multi-factor authentication on our email, right? So our email, we're protected. But yet now that we're all remote workers and we have the VPN set into, the, into our core network system, they don't have MFA on their VPN or their network. So once someone gets a credential through your, you know, through your email for phishing, they turn right around and go right to your VPN and go in, right? So, you know, wow. you know, there's, a, you know, it's obviously there's lots of nuances to that. And so that's what they're after. And that's the other thing I wanted to provide to your listeners is, so those are just a few of the best practices for the organization. But, you know, what about the, the individual themselves? You know, what can they kind of try to do to, to, to watch out and yeah. be a little more vigilant? And, the, and one of the things is what I just said is never, ever, ever without any exceptions, you know, with no exceptions whatsoever, click on something in an email, you know, click on a link in an email to go to a browser and then log in. Never do that. Right. Mm. So the, the only way you would log into anything on, on a website is if you go to your browser, right. And go to the site you know, even if it's a favorite or, you know, whatever, right. You mm -hmm. know? And then log in that way. Cause that's the only way you really know that it's the actual website. Cause these people are tricky. I mean, they'll, they'll make a website that looks exactly like your bank or exactly like Amazon. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and if they get you to click on it and said, Hey, you're, you know, your shipment has been delayed and, you know, we need to know where it needs to go, you know, click here and log in. You'll go and you'll think, oh, well, this is the site. And, you know, and then you'll just go ahead and put it in. So you can't trust anything 
from the link. So that's the number one thing. I mean, if everyone did that, it, phishing would be done. You know, it, it would never work, right? And so they, right. they would just stop doing it. But unfortunately, way too many people do that. This The other thing that I think that I, I would share with staff and employees of any organization is that it's just is to really try to study and, and slow down and look at an email. So there are two, you know, there are two clues right off the bat that an email is probably not good. And one is it is it asking you to click on a link? I mean, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's a big, big clue and a big flag. And the other sense is the other a clue is, is there a sense of urgency, like something's wrong if you don't click on it, right? <clears throat> you know, so those two things together, that's playing on people's emotions. That's where they're going to you know, get a lot of people. And, you know, unfortunately, there, there are still a lot of legitimate emails that companies send out that ask you to click on something and go there. You know, that that is true. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're, I try to coach organizations uh, away from doing that. You know, let's try to not do that as much. If people know where, let's say, their HR portal is, right, you know, you, then just tell them, go to your HR portal, log in and go do this, please. Don't put the link in the email because you're training them to do what we don't want them to do. Right. Wow, okay. That yeah. way. And so, it, you know, so, but if people slow down, look at their emails and really check the sender, make sure that the sender makes sense. You know, the Mike Microsoft is not going to send you an email from, you know, from blah, 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 dot Microsoft.com. Right. It's, uh, yeah, or from microsoftsupport.com. That's not a Microsoft thing, right? Yeah. Microsoftsales.com, right? It's only going to be Microsoft.com, right? Yeah. So look at the domain, look at the sender. Is there a sense of urgency? Are they asking me to click on those? Those three things right there always, always default to the that's bad, right? And then figure out another way to figure out to, you know, to, you know, go to a browser, go check, you know, go, 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 go the other route to see if it's legitimate or not. Some really, really great tips and eye-opening and and yeah, I got my <laughs> the hair on my arms standing up a little bit thinking about all the things I've seen. And, and like you said, they've gotten so much more sophisticated in their methods, in their replication of, of trusted websites that it's easy to be confused. It's easy to be fooled by these. Um, the, it's not just the president of Nigeria saying he's got $3 million to send to you anymore. Although yeah. that still, <laughs> that still yes. comes through on occasion. So that must still be working for somebody. But, uh, but yeah, these are much, much more sophisticated with organizations you are probably already doing business with, whether it's Amazon or PayPal or, or Apple, or, you know, fill in the blank or your own HR organization or your own IT group. They do a lot of that, right? They'll spoof your, your uh, domain and say, this is your HR company, right? Even though you should stop and think it's like, well, normally HR just the email comes from whoever the head of HR is. Right. You know? Yeah. But this is odd. This comes from human resources at mycompany.com. All right. Well, they're asking me to click on this thing. It must be legitimate. right? <laughs> it's not. Wow. So like I, said, like I said, such great tips. Thank you so much for, for sharing those. And I know you've got a ton more around fishing and for, for personal, for organizations, for associations. How can people get in touch with you to, to get access to some more of this great information? Thanks, Jim. Yeah. It's, so my website is www.cleartoneconsulting.com, or you can just reach directly to me, you know, out to me through email, Brian Scott at cleartoneconsulting.com. I'd be happy to 
talked about an entire cybersecurity program, not just phishing. It's just one part of a of a big world out there. Yeah, yeah, but like you said, ninety one percent. It is. It's the starting point of really doing having someone do damage to your company financially, the reputation, and and so much, much more. Brian, thanks for coming on and, and sharing this this information. People, reach out to Brian. He knows his stuff. Get over to his website and and see what other information you can get to protect your company. And take advantage of listening to this again and taking some notes down, put your employees and your team members, make sure that you're practicing these safe best practices and keep getting better. Keep, keep getting that number down of the people that are actually being fooled. So, so you are protecting your company. So again, Brian, thank you. I can't thank you enough for, for coming on and sharing. Thanks, Jim. Always a pleasure. And continue to come back here to Trade Show University. Subscribe. Don't miss an episode. And share this with others. Share this with your team, with your IT team, and with other colleagues in the industry. It's that important. And we will see you next time here on campus at Trade Show University.